advice to husbands, okay? Women, you don't have to listen to this if you don't want to. First thing, men, all right? Affection. Affection. Women need their affection. If you're a hard-hearted guy who can't show love and affection, you're not in a good marriage. Women love affection. One of the primary needs of your wife is in marriage is affection. You know, you may know yourself that you love her. You may claim in your mind, I love my wife to bits. You may tell everybody else, but you don't tell her that. All right? You may be loving her in your heart. You may be going out and working so that you can support her and your children. But does this show enough support? Sorry, does this show enough that you love her? The answer is no. Right? The answer is no. Your wife needs to be shown that you love her. Whether that is by telling her so, doing kind things for her and showing gestures of affection. This includes, and I'm going to be very clear about this, this includes touching her in a way that is not sexual all the time. So it's not only when you want sexual uh, fulfillment that you touch her, but there's an affectionate touch that is beyond sexuality. Right? Um, for example, this could be a hug, holding a hand, stroking the hair, or taking time to just sit by side by side. It might sound a bit weird if you've never done it before, right? But this is, th- these are things which are very important. What you have to remember is that human touch appears to be an innate need of, of humans. Humans love touch. Studies show that Touch contains several health benefits from our psychological and physio- for our psychological and physiological well-being. For instance, studies show that holding hands with the, spe- with the spouse helps to dissipate stress. How does holding hand with your spouse help to dissipate stress? These are studies I'm talking about. This is not just emotional ideas I'm talking about. Because when you hug somebody and touch somebody, it induces a hormone which is called the bonding hormone, oxytocin. Right now they've actually figured it out to this level that oxytocin is dissipated, sorry, it is, uh, is induced to, uh, to, it's a bonding hormone which helps to lower the heart rate and the blood pressure and it reduces stress and it reduces the bad hormone level of cortisol. Cortisol is a bad hormone which is when you're demoralized, when you don't appreciate something, slowly, slowly you get a leak of cortisol and that makes you really feel bad. So what you want instead is you want the good hormone, oxytocin. So it removes the cortisol levels and it increases a sense of security and trust. This is exactly what the article says about this, the studies show this. These small things, they make a big difference and they need to be done on a regular basis to remind your wife that you do have an affection towards her. Don't just feel you have affection, show the affection. Uh, number two, be a man. If you're, I'm talking to husbands, right? It says be a man. Your role in the marriage is to be the man. Now the, being a man does not mean that you throw your weight around and you be lazy and expect everything to be provided to you on a plate and you leave your things lying around when you take your clothes off for example and you assume that they're going to be cleaned up after you but no it means to be a real man not your cultural man from messed up cultures right you should strive to read more of the seerah to find out what a true man is and the best man that lived 
the Prophet be chivalrous and dignified, self-respect. Don't expect the wife to go and earn and you don't work, right? Or to, uh, you know, to do things that a man should be doing. Act maturely, learn what good relationship means. When you play the role as the true man of the family, your wife can then act as the true woman of the family. Allah's Messenger وسلم, would help at home, patching his own clothes. He would patch his own clothes, milking the animals, and serving himself and his family. When, you're, when you do this, inshallah, your wife will love you more, and it will create love and positivity. If you do not, for example, fix the broken tap, or get the car repaired, is that a man's job or a woman's job? I mean, according to modern, they'll tell you it's anybody's job. Just like you should be changing nappies. Diapers. Um, we're talking about from tried and tested cultures of thousands of generations. Not this new modern idea where they're so fluid that it doesn't really make a difference. You don't even know if you're a man or woman anymore. I mean, how can there be gender roles when you don't even know if you're a man or woman anymore? And you can change that. Do you see what I'm saying? If you don't bro uh, uh, fix the broken tap or get the car repaired and the situation remains like that for many months, your wife will eventually right, be unable to put up with these things and she may get it done herself. Can you see how she's going to have to play the role of the man in the house now? It's going to upset the balance. If you want her to be womanly, then you need to be manly and sort things out. Similarly, a man who makes his uh, wife financially responsible and forces her to work is simply an oppressor. Because the man is supposed to be providing the, uh, the, the money. Uh, the Prophet also made a deal between Aisha, sorry, Fatima and Ali radiallahu anhum. So Ali Fatima is his daughter, Ali radiallahu anhu is his cousin. Right? One's his cousin, one's his daughter, they married together. And mashallah, he distributed the work between them. The Ali would do the external work. And Fatima radiallahu anha, being the daughter of Prophet would do the internal work. So that was number three. Number, uh, sorry, that was number two. Number three. The first one was showing affection. Second one was uh, being the man. Number three is to praise and compliment. Tell your wife, what do you mean by praise and compliment? Wasn't the affection enough? Praise and compliment. Women love to be praised and complimented. Tell your wife she's beautiful and do it regularly. You might say, well, she's not beautiful. Tell her she's beautiful, see her beauty and do it regularly. Especially for Muslim women who don't flaunt themselves out in public or on Facebook and have all of these likes and oh, you look so wonderful and gorgeous and all the rest of it. Right? Who's going to show her, who's going to appreciate her if the husband doesn't appreciate her? A husband has to appreciate. You are sometimes the sole source of her physical admiration. Especially in our time when the fashion and beauty industries, they promote unrealistic expectations of women. Your wife will also not be immune to the insecurities about her appearance. Because everybody wants to look beautiful today. They have to make themselves look beautiful, even if they're not. Right? There's a lot of insecurity about this. And 25% of teenage girls are depressed. Today, 25% of all teenage girls are depressed because of these expectations. By reminding her that she's beautiful, you will give her more confidence and then she will be also more inclined to keep her uh, up her appearance and make an effort for you in return. 
Otherwise, she'll just be depressed. That was number three. Number four, to the men, right? Again, advice to the men, looking nice for her. You think it's just her job to look nice for you? Looking nice for her is very important. Make an effort. And um, generally, the emphasis is on the women to maintain her figure, wear nice clothes and so on. But it goes the other way around as well. I've, I've talked to several people about this. And he's saying that if you're not going to exercise and you're not going to try to keep up your shape and you're going to be smelly and hairy and so on, that's going to put her off. And then you're worried like, why, did, why don't I have a good time? Why don't I get a, a response? We, men need to... The, uh, Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu is reported to have said that I like to adorn myself for my wife just as I like her to adorn herself for me. Because Allah... Subhanahu wa ta'ala, may his name be elevated, says, and every woman have rights similar to those of men over them in kindness. So if it's a, your right for her to dress up for you and look nice, then it's her right for you to dress up for her as well, he said. Make sure that you basically keep up on your personal hygiene, washing, brushing, combing, dressing yourself nice. It's obviously sunnah for men to wear perfumes. Be careful of the perfumes you do use because sometimes women don't like the heavy ones. You know, you may get the most expensive oud, but she's going to hate that oud. Like, what is this smell? Right? You may get a very sm strong must that costs 200 pounds, uh, you know, for, a, for so many grams, and she won't like it. So many men who, unfortunately, there's some who are in a rigorous gym routine before they get married. And then after they get married and they start getting all this food, they become fat and, you know, unhealthy. They stop going to the gym and everything. Right? Your wife is the one you you're supposed to be impressing. The fifth point is, don't expect your wife to be like your mother. Don't expect your wife to be like your mother. If this is the case and you want your wife to be like your mother, then it's probably better for you to stay living with your mother rather than to get married. Because your wife is not going to be like your mother. Your wife is an independent person. She's got her own personal preferences, unique ways of doing things. She will not cook exactly the same as your mother so avoid making such comparisons and if you want her to cook like your mother then you're going to have to have your mother train her in a way that works for both for example you want your biryani to be made the way your mother used to make it then you're going to have to give her training and that could take a long time and your mom has to be willing to teach her with patience and she has to be willing to Learn it with patience. The best way to avoid the wife versus mother difficulty, because generally when you have a mother-in-law, daughter-in-law problem, the husband is caught in between. And if he doesn't play this properly, it can become really aggravated. So the best way to avoid that is for husbands to give the due right to both their mothers and their spouse to act as a husband and a son simultaneously it's very difficult but that's the way to encourage a healthy relationship between them and don't expect imitations and then that plays one against the other and causes a bigger problem because you will suffer so don't expect your wife to be like your mother and number six uh, listen to her when i say listen to her uh, understand what i mean women often often prefer to talk through their feelings to work things out when they want to work something out they want to talk through their feelings 
as opposed to many men who typically want to just spend time alone to work through their feelings. Men, sometimes, they want to just go over their thoughts in their own way, whereas a lot of women, they like to talk about their feelings to get it out. <clears throat> so sometimes, your wife will want to talk to you, well, she'll just want to talk, and will need you to provide a friendly listening ear. She may not require then concrete solutions or outcome. She may not even want you to say anything. She just wants you to listen. She just wants a sounding board to talk from. This may be very different from how you operate. You think, why can't she just do this in her own way? Right? So if your, if your spouse speaks a lot, you need to learn to multitask. Sometimes you may be doing something and your spouse comes and wants to talk to you. So you have to learn then to multitask, to do the thing while you're listening. But there's one message, one warning I'll give you here, one advice, that you should never pretend to be listening. Because you'll get caught out. What did I just say? Right? Five minutes ago, you see what I'm saying? So it's quite common like for a person when, he's, when they're browsing on their phone, or maybe they're watching a YouTube video that they got on their WhatsApp somebody sent, or they're in a WhatsApp communication, and they're also trying to say, yeah, 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 listening to their, their spouse. That's not good practice. If, you're, if you can't multitask properly where you're listening and doing, because some tasks you can't do while you're listening, then you should stop what you're doing, turn to face her, pay full attention. And this is the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ when communicating somebody that he would actually turn fully to face them. So what I do is that if I'm doing some work on the computer and I can multitask, I'll do that. But where I know I can't give both due, then I'll say either hold on, let me just finish this off. Or I'll stop this and I'll say, okay, let me, let me deal with this first. Number seven, positive encouragement. As a husband, you have to respect and encourage your wife's interests as well. She'll have her own personal interests. You may want to actually... Uh, make her have an interest in something to take up some of the time that she has for free uh, including helping making time for them uh, this uh, particularly I mean this applies even more particularly once a woman has children because the job of taking care of young children and the real effort that they have to uh, that, that is required to run a home is not a small thing right men think it's all easy for women just to deal with it a woman can very easily find herself giving up all of herself and her time to others, with no time left for herself. Sometimes that happens. Right? It might seem useful for you on the surface that you, your wife devotes more and more of her time to help you and the children, but in reality, if she loses a sense of self-worth and individual identity, she will be of no use to anybody in depression. She has to remain a viable living person and not just serving everybody. The expectation of uh, constant sacrifice that cultures sometimes require from the wife and that her wider interest beyond being a wife and mother should disappear, that's not Islamic necessarily. I mean, aside from normal other interests, I mean, he, the, the husband's responsibility is also to encourage his wife to study Islam further. 
And the reason I say that the husband should be encouraging the wife to do this is because that applies to both spouses. The wife should be encouraging the husband as well. But really in our community, in our society, generally the women face more obstacles in the path of seeking sacred knowledge than men do. When men go to the masjid, they may be a visiting scholar, they may be scholars there. They have much closer access than women do to scholarship, right? So that's why your wife needs the sound knowledge, right? Why? Because the mother's lap is the first madrasa, as the saying goes. So your wife needs sound knowledge so that she can be the most effective first madrasa for your children. So there's a benefit for everybody in here. If you're supportive, then this won't be too difficult for her that you're giving her, you're looking after the children sometimes when she can take a class and, and uh, so on. So that was positive encouragement. So those were seven points directed at men to focus on their wives.